Hey guys, and welcome back to The Outer Rim. I'm Gabe Green, and today, with the help of one of my friends, we'll be talking about the latest episode of The Bad Batch. And this week, we are rejoined by Ryan Wall. Welcome back, man. Hey, nice to be back. I appreciate you inviting me back. Nice to have you. Um, so this week, uh, we're going to be talking about episode 10, Common Ground. But before we get into that, I want to let you guys know that if you would prefer to listen to the audio version of this review, you can find it at the Franchise Fatigue podcast feed. Um, and let's just dive right into this one. Uh, so as I said, this one is Common Ground. It's right, written by uh, Gersimran Sandu. Uh, she wrote Cut and Run earlier on this season. And the director was Saul Ruiz. Um a couple of new cast members to mention. Uh, we have Alexander Sadiq as Senator Avi Singh. Uh, he's been around in a lot of stuff. I know him best as a Doran Martell, the uh, crippled Prince of Dorne from Game of Thrones. Um, and then there's uh, Sean Clifford. Uh, she voices the protocol droid GS8. Uh, she's best known for being in Fleabag, which is funny uh, because Phoebe Waller-Bridge voices L3 from Solo, and she was the lead of uh, Fleabag. So maybe they'll get the whole cast in here as droids at some point or another. <laughs> um, so for this one, the Bad Batch gets another job from Sid uh, to rescue a former Separatist senator from the Empire on the former uh, capital of the Confederacy, Raxus. Um and after all the bounty hunter drama last week, uh, Hunter opts to leave Omega behind, much to her chagrin. Uh, the mission goes well, about as well as usual, uh, with lots of explosions and violence, but ultimately the <laughs> senator is rescued. Uh, but back at Sid's place, Omega and Sid uh, start a Dejaric. Is it Dejaric? Dejaric? I've never actually yeah. heard that pronounced. I think it's Dejaric. Dejaric. Okay. We're either wrong or we're just... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean like, even in Star Wars, they couldn't figure out what Han's name was, so yeah. I don't feel too bad. Uh, so they start a Dejaric hustle, uh, which pays off the team's debts. Um, and we end with Hunter and Omega playing a game to decide whether or not she will rejoin the team on all future missions, and she definitely won. Um, all right, uh, Ryan, what did you think of this episode? Uh, I think it was uh, among the weaker of the episodes. I think that the opening of it and the, the general conceit of the episode is really fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, I love the aspect of these clones who are used to used to fighting the Confederacy for, you know, basically their whole lives. That's why they were uh, created. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now suddenly having to rescue a, a former separatist senator and, you know, the problem I have with the episode is that it doesn't capitalize on that drama enough. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the the general conceit of it is beyond fascinating. I, I hope that they explore more things like this in the future. Yeah, I had some similar disappointments. Um, and, and I had that one on with another one. But I think there are there's still a lot of good in this episode. I de it's definitely oh, yeah, on yeah. the good side of the scale, but the series has been just getting sure. better and better and better with pretty much every, like the last five or six episodes have all been better than the last. And then we have a good one. It's like a little disappointing, but you yeah. know, um, but let's talk about that. Uh, so last time we were on Raxus, uh, I don't know if it was last time, but we, 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 the big, the big appearance of this planet that I remember was in the episode, uh, heroes on both sides from clone wars. I think like mm -hmm. season three ish. Um, and that's where we meet, met uh, Senator Bonteri and her son Lux. And uh, hold on, my computer needs power for some reason. 
Um, <laughs> we can edit that part. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't even edit these. It just saves time. <laughs> but last <laughs> last time we saw this planet was on in that episode, and that was where um, Padme was trying to start peace talks with the separatists, and we met one of their senators and the Lux Monteri with kind of that kind of friendship between him and um, Ahsoka formed, and we, you know, learned that which should be pretty obvious that not everyone at the Confederacy is evil. They're not all Sith Lords. Some of them just had, you know, t very technical legal disagreements with how the the Republic was run, and they just wanted to have their own government. Um, and as you said, going back uh, to Raxus and seeing and dealing with a senator and having to rescue him and the Bad Batch dealing with all these feelings of this is the enemy, you yeah. know, you know, the, the now, now they're having, you know, the, the um, the old war's over. It's a new war. So now they're going to be friends with the old enemies. It's a mess. Uh -oh. And and I think Echo is the... Hunter is also very uh, very distrusting, but Echo seems to be the main voice, which makes sense, you know, considering what happened to him. And also, <laughs> it, it is a sign of, like, I think very confident storytelling that they didn't have. And, like, you, you remember, it was the Separatists that did this to me. Like, we saw yeah. it. Like, they, they just... They just kind of trust the audience in that way, which which is something they do a lot in the show, and I appreciate it. Um, but they, they did do a subtle thing where, um, where they uh, with uh, what's the droid's name? G GSO GS eight. I think GS eight. I'm sorry. When when they first found out the client was a droid, it was like a scandal, you know. <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> which funny. is like, which is like. You know, it's a subtle way of reminding you that th these guys have been fighting droids their whole lives. So, you know? I love, like, for Hunter and Echo, it's, oh, a separatist? For records, a droid? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> d different levels of uh, sophistication there. Um, yeah. But I, I think the big missed opportunity of this episode was not having a conversation between uh, the senator and Echo. Um, yeah. Because the Clone Wars was so full, like, like a lot of people didn't like it, but it was so full of these very technical political discussions. Where in that episode with with the, with the uh, met the uh, separatist senator, that just got into the like the very real issues of this world and the whys of these conflicts. Um, and like they, they were setting it up. The whole episode is the, these constant questions about the separatists, and just to not have that conversation just felt like a a serious missed opportunity to me. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And I mean, I'm not saying there's no world in which you would have written this episode without that surface level animus about um, rescuing a separatist senator. Mm -hmm. uh, but my thing is, if if I was writing this episode, if I was sitting down and that was my conceit, you know. I would probably force a situation where they would have to trust one another in a significant way, mm -hmm. you know, but, you know, it just, uh, it didn't, it failed to capitalize on that, that basic conceit of the episode in a wholly satisfying way. It's not like they completely sidestepped it, but I, I feel like they did the bare minimum with regard to that. Yeah, and like, like also, I I want to hear uh, S Senator Singh's reservations about you know trusting clones, these like yeah. ve very inhuman, faceless creatures that the Republic created to attack them with. Like, th there's a lot of stuff there. Um, yeah, and like that that that's why this episode exists. Like, that's why they wrote this episode in this way to have to force that kind of reconciliation on, and finding common ground. 
and, and even putting it on the planet where we're used to seeing that anyway you mm-hmm. know it's like but yeah um so yeah th- that was a little disappointing um but just some positives uh the planet of raxus is just a gorgeous location um I think one one of the most beautiful so far in the show, and there have been a lot of really cool ones. Mm-hmm. Um, just the 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 kind of the golden hour light filtering through the buildings, the, the trees. There's this just beautiful haziness all about it. Um, I love the uh, the classical like European architecture. We don't see much of that in Star Wars. Usually, it's either like like really techno futuristic or grunge futuristic. There's very little yeah, like, yeah. like classical beauty there. Like we, we get Naboo, which is yeah. one of my favorite Star Wars planets, but it was just, it was lovely seeing that and, and being but, in that world. Yeah. Naboo is like space Italy on steroids. So <laughs> <laughs> some of it was shot, I believe in Italy. That makes um, sense. <laughs> and, and attack of the clones. They did, did do some European locations. I think it was Italy. Um, yeah, just that whole location is beautiful. <laughs> and speaking of Italy, uh, the the sequence where they're sneaking around the building to try and you know casing it and then sneaking into it, it yeah. reminded me of uh, Assassin's Creed, particularly Assassin's Creed Two. Just the way yeah. the streets are set up, and you've got the two guards in front of the door, the patrols around, and you're watching. Like, okay, do I take these guards out? Do I sneak past them? Like the whole thing was. Give me they just serious... used a more PG distraction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was just giving me serious. Oh yeah, yeah in uh, Assassin's Creed, you probably send in some prostitutes or something to, to, <laughs> to distract them. Uh, but yeah, that, that was, it was uh, just that whole thing was fun. Um, and then we go into that running tank battle, and just tank battles are cool. You can't you can't make one that's not fun. Yeah, and uh, a, the ATTE is a cool vehicle, and the the. Clone Wars and now the Bad Batch has never failed to to use it very well. Even mm. in the even in the much maligned Clone Wars movie with the like cliffside <laughs> scaling ATTE thing. Uh-huh. But I love the 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 moment where there's one of them is decommissioned and the other one just walks casually over it. You know, <laughs> like that's a cool vehicle. I love that vehicle. <laughs> there's something so intrinsically engaging about the the motion with the you know. Uh, a lumber the word yeah the body is kind of flexible and just yeah. the, the sound design and just the legs and it's all just it's so fun to watch um yeah. and my second video game reference this week that whole sequence reminded me of like call of duty 2 or the recent call of duty world War 2 where the tank battles where you're stuck in like this really crappy American or Russian tank and you're fighting like panzers and tigers. So you can't yeah. actually, so you just have to like run around buildings and maybe get a pot shot in the rear. Yeah. Um, so that whole, just like trying to maneuver around buildings. It just, uh, it's, it's, it's brought back a lot of awesome memories. Um, yeah. I think overall the, the, the whole tank chase was to me very good. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you said, you can't really go wrong with a tank chase. But as far as action goes, I think the episode did an absolutely fine job. Yeah. Hunter Hunter just slide it? as he's stunning troopers. He goes to slides behind the leg of the tank, just blasting a row of troopers is awesome. Yeah. I, um, I will say one minor thing uh, with the infiltration is like <laughs> these guys have the voice of everyone guarding that building. And they literally knocked out several people that they could just wear the armor for, you know, like, Hmm. I never thought about that. <laughs> like, and we know the size fits that it's maybe wrecker, but you know, it's like, 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, that's like the oldest trick in the book, and every single show has used it at some point. Yeah, um, particularly I mean, Rebels these guys Resistance. Yeah, but these guys are like the most capable of using that trick and I decide think, not to. <laughs> I think they would they would consider it kind of it, like just insulting. Like we're the bad batch. We are not wrecks. Yeah. We don't have yeah. to hide from these losers. We're <laughs> just gonna true. punch them and slam their head into a vase. <laughs> and, and, and um, I, I, I love, like that vase anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love the droid. Like they got a droid that has every bit of the kind of the, the fussy fastidiousness and protocol of a droid but also is actually unlike c-3po really enjoys the action yeah is, is getting into her role like i can do this she just walks, walks around to distract them again yeah. um there's a lot of little fun touches like this episode is just as full of just kind of fun stuff like as in the other episode um but we get to think the omega side and this is another issue that i have with this episode like it's it's like logically, it's understandable that after what happened last week, Riker, I mean, uh, Hunter would be uh, would be um, hesitant to bring her into action again. But dramatically and thematically, this like we had this arc like four or five episodes ago, um, so it just kind of felt like we're treading water and like dealing with ground we've already covered dramatically, um, and just the the. I love the Bad Bash, but I think they are inherently less interesting when Omega's not there. There's something about the dynamic of having Omega in on the action and having to, you know, watch out for her oops, and uh, and her, you know, doing, you know, finding these other ways around and like her resourcefulness. Like, there's something about that dynamic that has made the action, the action and mission so much fun. That while this was fun, I, I re they really missed her, and I, that's the point in a way because this episode is about why they need Omega. Right. But also, you, like, it's the point, but also I'm less interested. So it's kind yeah, of a double-edged sword. I think if, if I'm going to obey the, the general conceit of the episode without like total rewrites, I think probably what I would have done is if you're going to leave Omega there to begin with, and it was mighty convenient that she has a extreme knack for Dajaric to be able to pay off their debts, but... Mm. I digress. I, mean, I, I actually like they're, that they're, part. They're programmed. But, like the clones, they're yeah. programmed with all this yeah. stuff. I like that aspect of her. I'm not. I'm not in any way dissing it. But if we could have taken that screen time and devoted it to this tension between the senator and Echo in particular, mm -hmm. you could have had that that tension of they kind of have to babysit this guy. He's a non-combatant, and there's a there's a a fundamental disagreement between between him within the group and use that tension rather than him being like a hundred percent okay with just going along with whatever they're doing you know mm -hmm. um that may have been the way to save the raxis well save is the wrong word because this is still a, a pretty good episode beef you know? it up. Um, yeah yeah to, to beef it up to give it a little more significance yeah, and I think the Sid stuff, Sid and Omega stuff, does in a way need to happen, but I I don't know that it needed to happen here or the way it did. I, I want to see a conversation between Omega and the senator, kind of like her bringing her innocence and kind of disconnect from the previous conflict. Like, why do my team members hate you like this? Like, kind of like they're in the bar together. They can have a little conversation off to the side like at the beginning of the next episode. That'd be cool. Yeah, if if Omega was in the in the actual Raxus conflict, 
mm-hmm. we could have we could have had an interaction and we would have granted we still have to maneuver somehow that they get out of debt with sid but i don't know that that had to happen in the Mexico. mission like, yeah exactly like, yeah i don't think that side of the plot was necessary like you could yeah have it yeah. um and just bring it over that that would, that would be fun um one little thing I noticed was uh, Echo's line to uh, to um, the senator to convince him to leave. You know, he said, "Live to fight another day," which is like Hardcase's line back from the Umbara arc before he blew up the yeah. um, the, the uh, droid carrier thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, <laughs> but there, there was some fun stuff happening back uh, on the planet. Um, just the the scowl that the two patrons give uh, Sid after she hurts Omega's feelings. They both look at her and it's like. Okay, like this <laughs> audience surrogates um and, and the fact that they don't fight inside like i know it's a trope but you can tell they're like let's not do it in here you know like <laughs> kids let's take this outside uh-huh. oh. um and we get a new nickname for uh for um hunters he's a bandana yeah. um, so that along with uh was it dark and broody and goggles dark and, yeah dark and broody was good we, we need some more nicknames for the for the rest of the batch um anything yeah. else about this episode you wanted to mention um i think we just covered it i mean everything on raxus was beautiful i i will say we we focused entirely on that you know with with little exception i will say that for what it's worth, as far as the distraction goes, and as far as like settling the debt goes, the dark thing was charming. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I yeah. like that. Um, and and it set up the the conversation between Hunter and Omega at the end. And I like that we didn't see that match play out too. Yeah, um, so. I, there was a, there was a cool bit of dialogue I, I, that I was kind of pointed out to me by the uh, the Four Center podcast, where like I I think he he totally knows he's going to lose, and that question you know are you ready for this is like essentially are you ready to you know fully enter our life and it's like you know, he, it's all it's just just kind of it's just a ceremony at this point yeah um yeah it's a formality <laughs> yeah and just like looking at my background the level of detail that they are putting into this show just the lighting the shadows every like the walls that there's there's just so much they're putting into this world, the uh, the world building. That's just so impressive. Um, yeah. So, just on that yeah. level, that's happening every episode. But every episode, they're impressing me. <laughs> yeah. G- generally speaking, I have been. Sup- I, I wasn't. I'm full confession. I wasn't super looking forward to the Bad Batch when it was announced yeah. and everything. But as the show has gone on, I've been happily wrong to, to be not hyped about this show. So yeah. I, I appreciate what it's been doing. It's it's a good show. And even though this episode is not up to the recent standard we've been seeing, and I think I agree wholeheartedly with you, it's been a rising standard. Uh, but even though this episode isn't quite that high, it's still very good. Yeah. Quick, quick question. What, what are your thoughts as far as what do you think the show is going? We only have six episodes left. And like the the t- episode ten or episode nine, kind of it finished up that conflict. This this one was a very self contained episode. So where do you think they're going right now? I don't know. <laughs> I don't right. even have a good. I don't even have a good guess. I wish I had a more entertaining yeah. answer, but yeah. I don't. If I had a guess, I think um, like because this is pretty. This is. You know, it's for Sid, but for all intents and purposes, it's pretty much a, a rebel's mission. Like, they're 
saving uh, saving um an imperial dissident. Yeah. So like <laughs> that that could bring them back into context with you know Rex or um Bail Organa, yeah. which could bring them back. Uh, I don't know, I don't know if you watched last week's review, but I, I'm hoping that it all goes back to Kamido and they go back to Kamido and just burn down the cloning program or something like this as like a rebel mission to stop the um stop them from giving the Imperials Imperials an army. That could be have a lot of a lot of dramatic and thematic weight. Yeah, I think so because I mean we already have the the whole premise of this is we have a, a group of clones who are breaking step with their brothers, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that that I think would be a, a fantastic uh, conclusion to this. I I don't know though. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> when this episode started out. I said, "Oh, we're going to get an interesting political episode," and that's not what we got. So I don't. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, I think that is all for this week. Um, as always, uh, please like this video and subscribe to the channel. Um, you can join us on the in the outer rim, a Star Wars group on Facebook. Uh, it's dedicated to positive and constructive Star Wars discussion. Um, you can check out my podcast, uh, Franchise Fatigue, and where you'll also find the audio versions for all the uh, Bad Batch reviews. And where can people follow you, find you, uh, Ryan? Uh, the Raw Quiz Show. Uh, it's a uh, YouTube channel. Um, and we have uh, seasons where we have people competing in trivia, but it's, it's not your average trivia show. Uh, I recommend you give it a watch. There's uh, There's been some Star Wars episodes here and there, so... <laughs> If you're into that, you can just go straight to one of those. But that's the main thing, the Raw Quiz Show. All right. And uh, we will see you, or at least I will see you next week uh, with episode 11. See ya.